After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night after day two of the NBA play-in tournament has wrapped up. And I walked the streets of Sacramento today. Me and Morgan were near Golden One Center, went to King's practice. Let me tell you, you're starting to feel the playoffs in town. You're walking around downtown. You're going near Doco and seeing playoff signage on windows. You're seeing the playoff playground being built just a block away from Golden One Center. Going to the team store and merch is sold out. People are fired up because game one of the first round, the marquee heavyweight matchup of the weekend, Saturday in Sacramento, Golden One Center, Kings and Warriors. Oh, bring it on. I'm Juice Mason alongside Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm wonderful on this Wednesday evening. I uh, not only witnessed some better play in basketball than we did last night, Hmm. but um, I had a great time soaking in the vibes of Sacramento, Doco, King's practice. It was just like different vibes. Good day. We're going to go over what we heard from King's practice and what they were saying out of Warriors practice today. Uh, the Kings rolled out Mike Brown, Sabonis, and Fox. The Warriors rolled out Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, and Kevon Looney. And we'll make sure you know what they said about the Kings coming up on tonight's podcast. And we'll react to that. Play in. We just wrapped up watching OKC eliminate the Pelicans Bye. in New Orleans. So OKC advances to take on Minnesota for that eighth spot in the Western Conference. OKC won 123-118. to Dude, my big takeaway just from watching OKC is this is a team that I don't think anyone expected to compete. Everyone's like, they're going to tank for Victor. They're going to shut down SGA early. They didn't do any of that. You know, Chet missed the entire season. And tonight, 
They advance with a shot to go to the playoffs. They've got 8 billion draft picks coming up. Actually, 15, I think. SGA had star moments in this game. Lou Dort not only brought it offensively, but played some amazing defense on Brandon Ingram. Josh Giddy coming up big. Both Jalen Williams is having moments. If you're an OKC Thunder fan, you have to be absolutely thrilled with where your team is headed. Thrilled. I mean, youth and youth translating into good basketball, star pieces within this youth. Mm. Uh, you look at Josh Giddy, the way that he's been performing, obviously, in his NBA career, but then... Uh, again, just having a fantastic night tonight, his ability to get to the basket. It's not only him. I felt like, I, I mean, we know what SJ, SGA can do, and um, he's number one at getting to the basket, getting into the paint in this league. And when you watch him actually do it, like you see that number and you're like, yeah, okay, he's good at it. But then when you watch the way that he gets to the basket, the way that he scores in the paint, it's so magical. It is so crafty. It is so unstoppable at times. He goes at his speed, his space, his his pace, his explosiveness. Um, just incredible. And yes, you were right with the 15 first round draft picks over the next five NBA seasons. Going with SGA too. It the, the thing with OKC that I, I respect so much with what they're doing with these young guys, they all play hard and they play defense. It, SGA gets after it defensively. He can get buckets like Morgan was just saying. The shooting has gotten bigger, uh, better. 32 points in this game on 11 of 22 shooting. He had five assists, excuse me, five rebounds, three assists, three steals in the game. You uh, couple that with Josh Giddy, Morgan, 31, 10 assists, nine rebounds in the game. And I just want to double check here because I want to look at his turnovers tonight. Just two turnovers. Wow. For a guy that handles the ball, he played 42 minutes in this game. Uh, Jalen Williams had eight points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Then how about Lou Dort, who's worked on the three-point shooting, guy who could not shoot at all to start his career. Tonight, gave you 27 points on eight of 14. They said, hey, go ahead and shoot. He knocked down four of eight from three, but most importantly, the guy gets after it defensively. He's in incredible shape. He plays physical. Even though he's like a shorter That's guy, it. he's still defending B.I. and making life difficult for him. That's it. You wanted Man. the ball in B.I.'s hands at the end of this game and Lou Dort is on him making his life difficult there's times that Brandon Ingram is just making those shots it doesn't matter obviously his length can tower over so many defenders where his uh shot is released and everything but Lou Dort is just in him and makes life so much more difficult he did a fantastic job uh late in this one on him i mean obviously all throughout the game for him but even as a team for being such a young team they do so many things well on the defensive end together with their ability to get into the passing lanes to uh create turnovers for another team and it's shocking that they're not better already, you know? And I think a lot a lot has to do with their youth um, playing a big part. They don't have a lot of size right now they either. They don't that's have the other a lot thing. of size. And that's something that I said to you the first thing when that game started. I said, God, they look a lot smaller than the Pelicans. And that's where you, you thought they were going to have the huge advantage tonight, you know, the Pelicans. And, yeah, I know that Valanchunas still got big numbers in this game. He finished with, a, what, 
How many rebounds did he end up with in this game? I had the wrong box score. He had 18 rebounds. He was 16 points, 18 rebounds on 7-9 shooting. But, yeah, I mean, they just get after you. And I just think about this experience for the youngest team in the NBA to get these moments yeah. where you're competing for something. Yep. You know, we talk so long about this whole, like, tanking culture. And OKC, it seems like they've participated in years, for years, for sure. But... To their credit, they've drafted well, and they draft the right guys. Like Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, what a steal that looks like mm-hmm. right now. You know, Josh Giddy. and I think some people were, weren't sure about how good he could be at the next level, and he's turning into a really exciting young player. Having this type of experience and culture where you're like, hey, we're young, but it's okay that we win. We're not going to trip about Victor Wembenyama right now because – we positioned ourselves via trades to have 15 picks coming up that could we could package those for something else down yep. the road. And we have a guy in SGA we believe in. Oh and so God. they're going to be scary for years to come. They really are. And um, it's wild. That SGA Paul George trade looks pretty good for uh, OKC right now. Yeah, it? It, it looks really good as of right now. I mean, all season long. You think about even early on in this season when people were putting SGA in that MVP conversation for a little bit, right? Because, um, again, it's him as an individual is so good, but he works well in a team, and I think that's what makes him special too. And it looks like his teammates want to get him the ball, right? It doesn't look like it's a chore to get him the ball or they feel like they're never going to get it back. They want him to play some ISO ball because they know that he's going to execute. He's going to dominate. They also have like guys missing too. Like Chet, of course, missed the entire year. He looks like he's worked on his body too. He's back on the court doing some stuff. Kenrich Williams, who is just like one of their OG tough guys, a veteran that like means a lot to, I say veteran, like he's old. He's not that old, but you know what I mean? Like he just has, he's a leader for them. He's hurt. So, they're grinding right now. Yeah. They've got a chance to go in and beat Minnesota, a fragile Minnesota team. That's the thing. But you just said, OKC is together. Minnesota may have more like seasoned talent going into that game. Sure. They're not together. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of comes and, and plays out when those two match up for the number eight spot. Yeah. Yeah. And either way, um, fun night watching these two teams these two teams play because you know it was win or go home right mm-hmm. like where last night was more yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. like okay who are they gonna play next whatever but um but yeah it was all on the line this one came down to it being fun it got a little chippy at the end you i love i love seeing josh giddy get a little hot well yeah i got what's josh richardson doing he just had a nice play steal the jam right was yeah steal jam um oh. I know it was, well, it was a steal. It's all blurring together. All, all I know is he scored on the other end. Then he was, or was it d- dump off? Why am I blurring it all together? Dude, now I got to look it up. now you're, yeah, go Damn back, it. go to the play-by-play of that. <sighs> when was it? So that was definitely in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And there was, so then there would have been a flagrant foul. So wherever you see the flagrant on uh, Richardson. um, Let's see. I'm looking quickly with my eyes too. Yeah, we have to get this right now. Like we're not just okay. Gonna, it like... doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The the reality is there was a flagrant foul. Josh Richardson was amped up after a nice play by the Pelicans. Then he's trying to pick up full court. Giddy comes over with a screen to free up SGA. He lowers his like his elbow shoulder or elbow. like forearm. Got Giddy in the nuts. Well, at least near the nuts, right? 
It, it hit him a little bit. Really? You don't react like that if he didn't hit you there a little bit. I thought bit. maybe that was like lower stomach, like, oh. Either way. It was a dirty ass play. And <laughs> yes. and Josh Giddy's like, don't you do don't do that bullshit again. Yeah. I loved I loved seeing him get hot. I love that the guys um got into it. And yeah, it just seems strange in a game like this with so much youth and then a team like the Pelicans, who at times we've been talking about against the Sacramento Kings of, man, it could get scary. You know, you just look at their length and how the Kings have struggled with that matchup over the season. But at the same time, Pelicans, like you said, just aren't together. And I'm sure the Zion thing weighs on all of them. Yeah, I mean, that that team is just in such a weird spot right now, right? CJ's playing banged up. Ingram's been banged up this year. B.I. and Zion have barely played games together. Dude, even Alvarado. Um, like Alvarado just- being out. Like, they've had some terrible luck. And I think the, the, the tough thing for them going forward is just, okay, we, we're, we're going to just keep playing the if Zion's healthy game. And you play it because of how special he can be when he's on the floor. But, you know, he's played 29 games the last two years. He's played 114 total games in his NBA career. It was good seeing him get some shots up today. And then he talked to the media for the first time yesterday. And he says he'll return to the court when, quote, I feel like Zion, acknowledging the mental hurdle of rejoining the team as it embarks on a postseason run. Uh, So according to ESPN, of course, he's been out since January 2nd. He says, it's been frustrating. Not going to lie to you. It's been very frustrating not being able to play sucks. But I mean, things have gotten better. Things have gotten a lot better. I, I do I feel I feel awful because you know he all he's think about it all of his life as a young basketball player getting love getting whatever he wants as a young basketball player oh my god you're the next big thing you're a prodigy all these things and then he's probably seen more than ever the jokes the hate the and I know that comes with the territory but when you're already down and you're not doing the mm, thing you love mm. every single day and I sent you that video just he looks a lot bigger. Yeah. I mean, he's had an injury. He's not, he's just a guy. He's, he's going to be a big dude. Yeah. And we've seen him get in incredible shape, but it's hard when you have an injury, like he's been dealing with to be in any type of real shape right now. Absolutely. So I just hope that he can come back ready to go next year and be awesome because of how special of a talent he is. He's one of the most fun players to watch. We just haven't seen him. He's, the man of mystery. It's like you see these glimpses and go, oh my God, he's a star. Played 114 games in four in four seasons now in the NBA. There's 82 games in a season. So now OKC will take on Minnesota. Oh. Yep. So we'll see. Like I said, it's you got Minnesota not together versus OKC together. How do the how does that work out for that number eight spot? Excited for it. Uh the other game of the day. The Bulls come back from 19 down to beat the Raptors. See you later, Toronto. How about both road teams winning today? The Bulls win in Toronto. The story of this game, the three-point uh, uh, three shooting, the free-throw shooting. I was going to say three-point shooting, too, because the Bulls, they don't, they're not like some crazy three-point team. They were 7 of 26 from three and won this game. They end up winning 109-105, so the Bulls and Heat will play for that eighth spot in the East. Toronto in this game was 18 of 36 at the free throw line. Yes, they missed 18 free throws. Van Vliet, 7 of 13. Siakam, 5 of 11. OG, 3 of 8. But if you guys weren't watching this game, 
or you heard something in the background, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm not really paying attention. DeMar DeRozan's daughter, DR, would scream during every single Raptors free throw tonight. Here's how it sounded. There's DR doing work. It works. Yes, that was real. And you Sports guys. Center put out this graphic, the real MVP. Yes. There are DeRozan, 36 screams, 18 forced free throw misses against the Raptors. Kind of cool to see DeRozan with a big jam late against his former team. Um, yeah, he just cool that they were able to come back and win that game. But we need to talk about this for a second. Oh, I mean, daughter of the year nominee, one. Um, two, I think the Raptors, they're, they shoot a pretty good percentage as a team from yeah. the fifth. Was it like Everyone, 75 or it, no, it's, I think it's a little higher than that. I think I looked it up and it was like near in middle of the pack in the NBA, Okay, but everyone pretty much shoots a decent free okay. throw percentage in today's league. Do you think her screaming like that during every free throw, mind you, we're not talking about, Oh, sometimes she, every Raptors free throw tonight. She screamed. Do you think that impacted things at all? Honestly. I'll tell you this. I've been on a broadcast before where there's been a single voice that stands out, especially when we used to have mm-hmm. the thing, the the stage turned around on the NBC studio uh, up on the concourse and the mic would pick it up even more. And it gets in your head when when it's just like, they're speaking and screaming from their soul, right? Yeah. I think, you know, a good person, that Coach Nick does that. He does a really good job of projecting his voice. And she did a fan ch- fantastic job of just screaming so loud. Of course. Oh, my God, right I there, love right. that you had it. Is the daughter of DeMar DeRozan. Here we go. And here's the voice you're hearing when Raptors shoot. She's screaming. <laughs> and it's so, I mean, you're on the road, right? Her so timing and everything is just perfect. Timing. She was waving off whoever she was yes. with. Like, hell, I got to scream here. Screams every free throw. Let me just say right now, DeMar DeRozan, dad of the year. Oh. Because let me tell you something. What? And I'm sure many of us could relate to this. What? If my mom. Oh, well, this is going to be dark. No. If I was doing something like that. Yeah. At my mom's place of employment. Del Taco. That would be a little different. I, no, no. My mom. It, let's say my mom played in the WNBA. Okay. Road game. Could not imagine this. I okay. can't either. I can't. Yeah, okay. And I'm doing the same thing. Little Juicy's there. Yeah. And I used to be able to scream really loud when I was that age. Yeah. Like blood curling scream. My mom would kill me. There's no chance. There is zero chance I would get away with doing it three times, let alone doing it every free throw tonight. And it was funny because DeMar DeRozan after is like asked like, oh, is she going to be at the games coming up? And he's like, she has school. Like, she skipped <laughs> school today to be here. Like, no, she's not going to be at the games in Miami. They're like, like the send a tutor with her on the road. We need her in Miami. Ugh. No, I love the love that she's getting today. And I love that he was asked so many questions about it. And that I think the broadcast did a fantastic job of just 
um, shining a light on her and just really pulling out those numbers. It was a cool little angle that they went with. Dude, amazing that she was that <laughs> committed to it. My mom would have slapped me around. Wait, and it will be in Miami. Yeah. Oh, if she's there. She's not going. She's school. I if, just said that. If she was there, if they got a tutor <laughs> on the road, listen to me. Listen to me. If they did, that place is silent because there are no fans. I know. I know. She's not going, Morgan. We're not going to. Someone's got to make it happen. Listen. <laughs> got to call the school. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Going to need her for the playoff run. <laughs> It, it, other team signer, Monty McNair calls DeMar. Hey, you guys are out now. Um, we're, we're still playing the Warriors. Is she available for game game four? Cool. Traveling we'll tutor. Out. How much? $2 million. <laughs> oh, yes, bring her. We got that with Kessler Edwards. Dude, that, that scream is tough, too. I'm surprised she did the whole game. Oh, no. I, I'm so with you. I just, like I said, I, I loved everything about that. I thought it was the cutest angle today. And um, <sighs> I loved yeah, it. The secret weapon. Uh, dude, it's just a, it's a cool storyline. Um, and DeRozan finished with 23 points against his former team. Levine with 39. The Raptors face uh, an interesting offseason now, right? Like... A team yeah. that, since their finals run, just hasn't really figured it out. They had that weird season where they're playing games in Tampa Bay. There's so many rumors about Nick Nurse. He said he's going to take his time. They haven't talked contract extension, so that's weird. And he's going to take a couple weeks after the season to figure things out. There's, he's been tied to the Houston Rockets job, so there could be some significant changes coming to Toronto. And what do they do going forward? I think Van Vliet's a free agent now, so I, I imagine he's going to be gone. Scotty Barnes was up and down this year. Siakam had an outstanding year. They acquired Pirtle at the deadline. I'm kind of curious where, well, they'll, where, where they'll go from here. Yeah, I am too, especially because I think for so long we have felt like their, their culture and their organization has helped carry whatever they were lacking um, the extra mile, right? There was just always something else there that was still making them better. And now you're seeing it just die down, die down, die down. And um, they need they need some serious help, some serious help. And they have pieces, you know? And I know we were just talking about some of the free yeah. agents and everything, but there's pieces there. And I've never heard of anyone being like, oh, I wouldn't want to play in Toronto. They just didn't feel like they had a good identity. Like, they, who, what were they, what they do well this year? You know, and so maybe Nurse has to move on and they go in a, a, a direction that kind of is best for both parties. Just weird because he, he was like, it seemed like he was at the peak of Toronto not that long ago. Yeah. They won a championship his first year there, beating the uh, Warriors. Just wild. Yeah. No, things change quick. Things, don't forget that. Things change quick That's in the point. NBA. Thank you. Thank you. Morgan Reagan? Yes. I think we need to talk some Kings basketball. Turn the fucking Jets on. Turn the fucking Jets on. Yeah, Kings and Warriors. The Kings had practice today. Kings and Warriors play Saturday night at Golden One Star. We actually have the full schedule out now for the NBA playoffs. Morgan Reagan. Very curious to see what it was going to look like for Kings and Warriors. And we at least know the first four games, the time of the first four games. And the league put it out. So here is the schedule. Game one will be Saturday, as we know. Uh, that will be 5.30 on ABC. The two teams will play again Monday night. That's going to be in Sacramento for game two. That's 7 p.m. on TNT. But good news, 
You can also watch it locally on NBC Sports California. Yeah, your local squad will be working those games. They're going to have coverage. Also coverage, whether the games are on ABC or not. Yep. Before and after games, too, on NBC Sports California. We're trying to get the word out about that because I don't think a lot of people realize that. They're carried both nationally and locally in the first round. After that, the local people go bye bye, yeah, bye so, bye Morgan, bye bye Drapes, yeah. bye bye Kenny and so Morgan. That's so sad. I'm it's just true. Being, bye bye Kenny and So Matt. if you want to hear casuals bye. talk about your team, or if yeah. you want to hear the real deal yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about your team, come on over to NBC Sports California. Bye bye. So yeah, ga- let's get back to it. The game <laughs> one will be Saturday, ABC exclusive five thirty. Then Monday for game number two. That game, local on NBC Sports California, nationally on TNT for the out-of-towners at 7 p.m. Then the two teams get a few days off. They play Thursday in San Francisco at Chase Center. That's at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports California, nationally on TNT. And then they are off until Sunday with Game 4 in San Francisco at Chase Center. That's a 12.30 p.m. tip on a Sunday on A. BC. Mm. So how about that? Two ABC games for the Kings and Warriors this Saturday and then Sunday. We will be in San Francisco for games three and four. In fact, we're doing a special live night chat after game three in San Francisco. So that will be a lot of fun. So there is the schedule. Uh, It was really cool being downtown today. We went to Kings practice. They did have practice and film sessions the last couple of days, but today was the first time both teams opened up the facility and allowed media to come in for the tail end of practice and to catch up with a few of the members of the team. The Kings put out Mike Brown, De'Aaron Fox, and Demonis Sabonis. The Warriors had Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and Kavon Looney. But Morgan, when we were walking through downtown Sacramento, going through Doco today, you felt the playoff vibes were there. People wearing Kings gear. I dropped into the Kings team store for a second. Literally, stuff is not... It's selling. It's selling fast. Like, people are there nonstop. You're walking around Doko seeing the playoff signage. Then on the corner of 7th and K, right there, you're seeing the playoff playground being built where they're having a huge Kings rally Friday at 5 p.m., which is great. It's almost like a pre... It's almost like a rally for our live or sold out live show, 7 p.m. that night. That's right across from. Them. Yeah, they're like, oh, if you got tickets to do some more, make sure you're yeah. headed over on time. Doors open at 630. Yeah, that's totally what it is. But um, I'm with you, Deuce. I I loved, loved, loved the vibe of today and just first starting on the outside, not on the court. But like you said, walking around Doco, people saying what's up. Obviously, that's always so fun whenever. Thank you. So anyone that does that, just thank you. Thank you. I just think that's the coolest thing because sometimes like there's been people that I admire that sometimes I don't just like tell them how much I like enjoy their content or whatever it is. And I need to do a better job of that. Mm -hmm. So thank you for always um, coming up to us. But also not only that, it was a beautiful day and I'm just looking at the playoff signage. It's so epic. It's just it such... gave me chills because yes. we had not, I know it seems so simple, Don't but when care. you walk around your town and you see like Sacramento Kings 2023 NBA playoffs, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. this is this is uh, this isn't this here. is happening here. We're do- 
Okay. The banners, remember, going down L Street of all the all players? The players right by the Capitol. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, Ooh. it's something else, you guys. It's so cool. And, like, we just, I mean, we were just kind of talking about you never know when it's over. So, that's why, like, all those little things from signage to uh, interactions to gear, soak it all in because you just never know when it's going to be gone. Before we dive into the practice vibes and what we heard from practice today, are you surprised by kind of how this series is laid out? Like the fact that these two teams play Saturday and Monday, not until Thursday, which is, this is 90. I and mean, we know San Francisco is not that yeah. far away. Yeah. They play Thursday and then they don't play again until Sunday. I, I think there's a chance the Kings are just going to stay in San Francisco for those days. I don't think that's been confirmed yet. So that would be kind of an interesting thing what the Kings decide to do. Do they come home? Thursday night after the game and then leave Saturday, go back to San Francisco for Sunday's early 1230 game. We're all not used to 1230 games in mm -hmm. Sacramento. It's been a long time since we've seen that. Or do the Kings just stay literally getting their Wednesday and staying through Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I mean... Are you surprised by... I, I know I added a lot Yeah, there. you added a no, no. shit ton. I did. I, I went on a diatribe for 30 minutes. Go ahead. Um. So anyway... Are you surprised by the layout? All right? The gas! <laughs> I... I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, if anything, I, I like it. Mm -hmm. I really like the gaps. I think not only from, uh, from our point of view, right. Of just being able to have, ah, uh, breathe a little <sighs> bit in between games. Like, you know, it's a grind and not only just because we do night chat after all of our other duties, it's just, it's the energy, the emotions that go into it too. So I think that's great that it's spread out, but I think for the players too, there's just, there's no excuses to not feel ready, right? Because you're getting that time, you're getting that space. Now, what I will say, the Kings during the season did not do as well as the other teams did with that rest, right? There was times where it was a little scary. It was like, wait, they had, they're the team playing a team on a back-to-back -back after two days of rest, and they look like the team that's playing on a back-to-back. -back. You know, there was those moments. So... Are they going to know how to adjust in those moments and make sure that they always feel warmed up and ready to go no matter what day of the week it is? So just to be clear, the Kings do play on Thursday, April 20th. And I, you're going to have to help me out with this, Morgan, in the chat. Mr. Beam says, 420, we're going to light the beam? Katie says, 420 is going to be lit because we're lighting the beam, man. Light the beam, baby. What's that, What's that mean? It means they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all going to hey, win. We're all winning that day, my We're man. all winning. <laughs> night chat's going to hit a little different that night, man. <laughs> so stupid. Like, how old are we? <laughs> um, let's talk about practice. And I want to talk I, about practice. practice. So the Kings had practice today walking in. The one question I got from a couple people on Discord said, hey, what were the vibes like when you walked in? So just to be clear, we don't get to like see any practice. It's not like we go when people say, hey, we're going to practice today. You wait in a room for like an hour and a half, two hours. It just happens. It's, just, it's a waiting game in sports. It happens. Then you get in there and then you see guys kind of shooting around at the end. That's pretty much all you see. Maybe a huddle and then guys shooting around. Then we wait for the moments that we get an interview one person at a time from Mike Brown, De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis. So that's kind of the lay of the land a little bit. But in terms of the vibe, I don't know. I, I didn't sense anything like different. I felt like guys look confident. They, they didn't look 
it was a huge moment. But you know, how do you feel about it? I, that's how I felt. I felt like they didn't seem worried. They didn't seem uh, like they didn't seem like, oh, this is different. This is a different. And I mean this in a good way when I say it. they didn't seem like it was going to be like a different game or a different type of media huddle. They didn't seem scared of the moment, right? Like they're embracing what is happening, the questions, the pressure, uh, the different vibes, maybe from the city, the organization, from media members. They're embracing it all is kind of the vibe, the mood that I got. And what I, I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know if that's coming from Harrison Barnes, Matthew Delvadova, two guys that also had have spoke to this team, right? I think Mike Brown talked a little bit about that. Yeah, Mike Brown had mentioned that they had a team dinner last night and he had Matthew Delvadova, Leandro Barbosa, who's on yes. the staff, who obviously played in the NBA, went on deep playoff runs, was a played with the Golden State Warriors, was around them last year too. And then Harrison Barnes, he had those three talk about the playoffs. Yeah. And he didn't really go into detail about what they talked about, but understanding the moment, understanding what it takes to play at the next level. And the one thing that I thought was the biggest theme at practice today, them talking about physicality. And that was the theme. That's the message. And I think looking at game one, 530, when we tip that thing off at Gold One Center and that place is rocking, Who's going to throw the first punch? And it can't just be like, hey, we're playing physical and Fallon. You got to do it without Fallon. You got to play with an edge. And if they hit you, you got to be ready to hit back. And obviously, we're not talking about literally here, mm -mm. but we're talking about playing with an edge a little bit. Yep. Here's what Mike Brown had to say about the physicality and his message for the team. Try to be proactive. You know, you try to get into their bodies early and you can't relax because as soon as you relax or, th or take a breath defensively, it's a wrap. Uh, they move uh, too well. Their spacing is too good. They, they have great passers. And so you have to be in tune for 24 seconds of the shot clock on the defensive side of the ball. And part of that means that you have to dictate the direction that these guys are going by getting into their bodies. Um, and, and that's when the physicality comes in. Physicality comes in when it comes to, to, to defensive rebounding. Loon is one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA. And you're not going to be able to just put a body on them. You're going to have to put two bodies on them at time. they have times. They have guys like DiVincenzo and, and Wiggs that uh, are two of the best offensive rebounding guards in the NBA. So you got to go find them as well. And there, there's a lot of different aspects of the game where uh, physicality is going to take place, not just defensively, but offensively too, with us setting screens. And, 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 and when we cut, if we get bumped, run through the bump. And I, mean, I can go on and on. And you show guys uh, different clips or different um, times when we do it well and when we don't do it well or when other teams do it well and when they don't and then you try to you try to drill it and you incorporate it with whatever you're teaching out on the floor on a daily basis while reminding them okay and i love the way he explained things and i think i can explain it to you too and to everyone else i'm going to do something and you're going to react okay oh you Dude! Explain what you did. Okay, so I pinched, and I'm really sorry. You pinched me really hard. I was really like hard. waiting for the reaction. Yeah. Because that's what's gonna happen. It's oh, you, you, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. What he's what he's saying, and what what has been seen. Usually, when someone is pinching or you're getting hit, it's 
you're, you want to react and you just have and to what stay I composed. Do. What and I you, did, tell the audience what I did. I'm I stared shocked. you down. I'm stunned. My plan did not work. You stared this me down. This is playoff news. This is playoff news. Oh, oh, my switch is on. You I'm stay on composed. You pinch me. I'm looking at you and dad in the eyes going, do it again. Yeah. Do it again. I'm actually stunned. You stayed very composed. Well done. And that's exactly what the Sacramento Kings need to do when they are getting pinched or when they are getting physical or the Warriors are getting physical with them and going through them. It can get frustrating. Oh. It can get in your head, but you got to just stay with it and punch back. DiVincenzo is going to be flying in there recklessly for rebounds. That's annoying. Looney, like he just said, and I'm glad he's mentioned this because I understand that like NBA-wise, Kevon Looney's not like some household name, but that no. dude does his job. Does the work. And you, you, what did Mike Brown say? You're not just going to do it with one guy. Yep. It can't just be Sabonis. I know what Sabonis is going to do. Sabonis plays physical. He's the one guy that no one's going to be like accusing of playing soft. He's no. going to set those screens that Brown talks about. And I think him setting that tone is crucial. He's been doing it all year. He's been fighting through stuff. He's going to be a bruiser. But it can't just be on Sabonis to be grabbing all the rebounds. Everyone's got a gang rebound. you got to get after it. Everyone. No, and you're exactly right because not only have we talked about a million times how deflating uh, DiVincenzo flying in, getting that offensive board will be. GP2. He's GP2. one of those, another guy. That guy's like a crash test dummy. This guy will fly yes. anywhere going yes. after a ball. And that's why, just like you're saying with someone like Looney, he understands his role at a championship level. And that's what you have seen so many Kings players do such a great job of not a, I can't say at a championship level cause they've never even been there. Um, most of them have never even been there, but you see the way that they play discipline and they listen to Mike Brown that happens with Steve Kerr and his roster, right? People respect one another there and they buy into what Steve Kerr and the rest of the coaching staff is saying. And so they play the right way for the most part. Um, it, that, is what makes a really good team. And when you have a really good team plus superstar generational players yeah. like Steph Curry, it just takes you to the next level. And that's why the Kings know what is at stake. Mike Brown knows what is at stake. Let's uh, also hear De'Aaron Fox because he, Sabonis talked about the physicality. De'Aaron Fox also talked about their defense and physicality. And I think you actually might hear a Deuce Mason question to Fox in here. Cause like, Put it in there. I think this is the one. How we guard them will be key. Um, you know, how physical we are with them, you know, will be key. Obviously, you want to try to, you know, limit their freedom of movement just because, you know, how much they move, especially guys like Clay, Jordan, um, and Steph. Uh, you just want to be able to try to control them. You can't let them dictate, you know, the way that they want to play. Your defense already on the road is like 8th, 29th at home. So you guys have shown the ability to, to lock down. Uh, what's it going to take for you guys to be locked in from the start in the playoffs defensively? And can you guys, do you feel like you guys can reach the levels you did on the road? Yeah, I mean, uh, it just takes all five guys to be on the string. Um, everybody has to be, everybody has to be ready to play. You know, the moment that you step on the court, uh, defensively you have to be locked in. I mean, especially with the way that they play, like I said, with just a freelance. Um, it's not necessarily you're hearing a play call and you have to be ready for that play call. You just, you have to be ready uh, no matter what's going on on the court. Yup. Fox is the key. Fox is the guy at the point of attack. If he's matched up with Curry, mm -hmm. Curry's not going to defend him. I think Fox will take that Curry matchup at points in this series, obviously. Although yeah. Brown did say something today about, or was it Sabonis? Sabonis said something today about, like, 
yeah, Keegan's going to have the job of, of guarding one of the, the best players in the league. And so I don't know if Keegan's going to be thrown on him too. We saw that a little bit early this season. But Fox has got to be in the guys. I want him in his defensive stance, ready to go, being that pest that we see. Mm-hmm. We've seen the glimpses of it this year. I didn't see it all the time in the early matchups against this team. That, that I felt like the Kings were still kind of finding who they were, are as a team, especially they played three times in yeah. the first 12 games of the season. I, I, I'm eager to see what Fox looks like. I think, I, well, I'm eager about that, but I'm also eager. What is he going to do when the refs do give the call to Steph Curry, right? Wow. Like in that, because that alone is going to, you're going to feel it in your chest. You're going to feel it in your mind. And how do you turn that off on the biggest stage that you have been on in your whole career. I'm telling you right now, I am not mentally stable to do something like that. And I'm just being honest. Like I I played the game at a high level and I always begged and asked like if I could get an, I could never afford an anger management and or a like sports therapist. And I needed it. And I, I, how weird at that age. And at that time I knew I needed that. And they have those resources here, but it still takes the person that is dealing with yep. it to click and turn it on and to to stay composed and to really find a way out of it even when they have no control over the situation at times. We appreciate everyone joining us live right now on this impromptu night chat on a Wednesday night, getting you ready for Kings and Warriors. If you haven't yet, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. Let's get to some of the comments. Jay Scott says, what's good, Deuce and Mo? What's up, Jay Scott? Open mic says, playoff Deuce. Zero dark Deuce. Uh, Protocol says, Deuce is locked in. Playoff Deuce is trending, I think. I think it is. Playoff Deuce hits different, says Melissa. Thank you. That is funny. Jamar says, I replayed it. Morgan actually pulled Deuce's skin. It dragged that (laughs) that skin. (laughs) That pinch hurt. It didn't really hurt me. I it, mean, I just... Did it really not? I mean, I felt okay. it. I felt it. Gavano, playoff deuce is turned up. Thank you. Basketball <laughs> mind. I appreciate you guys understanding. Someone also said they, they noticed that playoff deuce is a little more locked in. There's there's less sh- Are shenanigans Are we going to call him playoff deuce for the rest of the playoffs? You should. It's playoff deuce and Morgan Reagan here. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. A uh, six letter says, I just noticed how awkward and hard, how hard it is to get a question in during a popular media scrum. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, it's a really hard thing to do in those situations. Uh, like today, there's so many media. I I got a prime spot today. I got in there. Again, playoff deuce is getting his spot. Oh, I did the same thing. We both got good spots. Yeah. But even the spot is one thing. It's also trying to get a question in. And I don't like talking over people no you you're not aggressive you're not aggressive i try to find my spot Uh you know if if someone starts talking i i go ahead ask your question deuce wants the same respect back to him No, and guess what no one else respects it i will stop for someone so they can ask a question and i'll be honest let's just say eight out of ten times my question's better. Oh, my so, God. Screw you. How, You're an idiot. Sometimes I just want to oh, go to the media. I go, hey, hey, the rest of me. Let me have five here. Give me give me the ball. You guys, let, let, let me show you how it's done. Ew, playoff Watch. deuce is disgusting and cocky. Oh, are you, are you disagreeing? 
I'm not. No, I'm not going to do this. You're just I'm not going. I'm not going to shit talk the other team. I'm not going to shit talk <laughs> media members questions because I don't even ask questions. I don't ask questions. You do for, sometimes. Uh, sometimes, but I don't ask questions for a lot of different reasons. And one, I am not competitive <laughs> when trying to ask a question. I'm also not trying to write a piece. I'm not trying. If there was there was one question today that I really wanted um, to get. Just like not even more clarity. I just wanted to know what how they would answer it. And when we were talking to one another about defending Steph Curry off of a pick and roll or. Yeah, just, no. And I, some of them, too. And here's where I'm less aggressive. I go, there's a practice tomorrow. Yep. If I don't get my shot up tonight, yep. I'm getting it tomorrow. I'll get a question in. And so I had my question. I think I, I asked a couple of questions today. Yeah. Like to Sabonis and Fox. Yeah. And I think I the one I was asking a lot. So I think all of them was like, how much do you take away from that first meeting? And Mike Brown was more like, yeah, you definitely take some stuff from the first three it's meetings. like, of course so you go back and watch yeah. the film. Even though it was early, it still matters. But yeah. no, and someone, uh, the six letter was following up. Like, is there some unspoken ru rule with the media session? I don't think there is. I mean, I, I think I try to be as respectful as possible. There's others too, but you know, some people really, you gotta, you have to be aggressive. You do. Otherwise like, you won't get your question. in. Yeah. It's like cutthroat and it's just like, not my vibe. And that's, that was like, I remember when I was young in the business, it was the moment I realized like, <gasps> after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I don't want to be a reporter. I want to do other things in this business. Uh, Peyton just donated two bucks saying, determined to meet you guys at game one. See you there. Listen, Peyton, DM us on Twitter or Hell something. Yeah. Let us know. I mean, we're going to be at game one. You can definitely say what's up. And I saw someone else in the chat saying, hey, I didn't get tickets to your live show. Is there a chance I could meet you uh, somewhere outside there after the show or something? It's very possible. I, yeah. I mean, we're going to be hanging out there for a little bit after. It's not like we're going to walk out and be like, all right, bye, bye, guys. Yeah. I mean, if we see people, we we say hi to people if we run into them. Well, and I think the lower part of Solomon's, like, so. No, that's not true. Well, it technically closes. Yes. But because we'll have people in it. Okay. You know what I mean? So, I mean, in the outside area, if you were sitting over there um, after the show, like, we'll be over there. Yeah, uh, six layers says I feel like most of these questions are layups. So where can 
where I can answer word for word what the player will say. I need more juicy questions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the thing, you know. And we're going to get to more of the Kings practice, but to wrap up, yeah, because we're interacting with you guys. It's night chat. We're hanging out. Um, you know, it, I think sometimes people in this business, I'm not pointing fingers in Sacramento or anything. I, this is just goes to all sports media. Sometimes you ask a question just to ask a question. I don't think that's the way to go. I think you need to ask a question that will elicit some sort of interesting thing that maybe I don't understand or the fans would love more clarity on, right? Like I like learning intricacies about the game. Absolutely. And sometimes that's hard in the moment too because they will have answered parts of what you're trying to ask in in a previous question and maybe you didn't hear it because you were fumbling things or whatever it may be there's just there's so many elements to it and and asking really good questions is not necessarily easy but the really good reporters and people in the business they can do it i'm not giving you any credit right now knock it off all right, let's uh, continue on with stuff from King's Practice Day. So Mike Brown also talked about something that was getting brought up a lot lately, the experience factor. And mm-hmm. how much does that matter? I was making the point, I feel like the Kings have a little more experience than people give them credit for. Here's what Mike Brown had to say about the experience factor. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's any other way but to go through it. You know, you prepare your team as, as best you can and you talk to them about uh, the experiences that you've had uh, as a coach and as a player, and and then you lace them up, you lace them up, and you go out there and you, you get through it. Uh, as we all know, um, exp- there's no better teacher than experience. And uh, but you can talk until you're blue in the face. You can watch film until you're blue in the face. You can drill it until you're blue in the face. It, it, it's hard to simulate what it's really gonna be like until you actually go through it. And so we've done all those things. I mean, even at our, our team dinner last night, we had uh, Deli address the group from his perspective of being a champion and going through the playoffs. We had uh, HB address the group from his perspective. And then we had Leandro Barbosa as a player and as a coach uh, address the group. So, again, we can keep throwing stuff at our guys, which we will. But at the end of the day, the best teacher is going to be the going, actually going through it and seeing how you hold up to the different things that come your way, especially when they're adverse things. And that's what we've been saying since the beginning, Deuce. We said no matter what, we are excited for this matchup for multiple reasons, but that being one of the main reasons, you're going up against the defending champs, the experience alone. And whenever I say that, it's not a, it's not a justification, a cop-out of like, oh, the experience is good, so, um, you know, just have fun with that even if you lose. No, no, no. The experience is really part of what is going to make this team grow and have sustainable success in the future. And that is what makes me so excited about this first round of playoffs. Yeah. And having those guys talk is cool. It's not just Mike Brown going, yeah, so I won a championship. I, 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 it's like, yeah, let's hear from some others. Yeah. You've been there. You've, you played for them. You know, and I do wonder, too, how much they've gotten into the other stuff. Like Mike Brown references on Chris Haynes and Mark Stein's podcast a couple of weeks ago where he had a clip on his phone of reporters saying things about the Kings. 
Are they motivating them with that some of that bulletin board material? That's something that's interesting, but also having some insight from guys who have done it, been in these moments, understand that Delhi has literally played in the NBA Finals against the Warriors, right? Yeah. You know, um, Leandro Barbosa has had deep playoff runs and some really good Suns teams. He's played on the Warriors too. Like, so it's just, it's, it's super valuable just to have those guys give their insight on things. Um, something to, and I don't know if you were going to get to this or not, but something I did find interesting, every single guy, Brown, Fox, and Sabonis were asked about Draymond. And yeah. I thought that was weird. And, and only, about his antics. Yeah. And the only reason why I thought it was like interesting or weird or however I want to put it was because I felt like the question was saying that that was something that was huge and that was going to be a huge weapon for the, the Golden State Warriors. So how are you going to handle that? And it's like, well, I mean, he's just he's just a talker. Like he's just an annoying talker. And how you shut it up with is with how you play. Yeah, and Mike Brown kind of downplayed that uh, today. He's kind of saying, "Well, we're pre- preparing for all these guys." Obviously, you try to tell them as much as you can about uh, each individual player, not just Draymond. You show them film on each individual player. You know, Draymond, he's going to be intense. He's going to be physical. Um, he's going to let you know what he's thinking, you know, every single minute of the game. And all those things, you just got to be able to stay the course. You got to be able to play your game and be just as physical uh, with him on both sides of the ball as he is with you, if not trying to exceed it. So, I mean, it's, again, I mean, you, you guys know uh, how Draymond is. You know how Steph is. You know how Clay is. You know how their whole team is. So there's, there's no secret. It's just about whether or not we can go out and we can execute our game plan, which our guys were locked into today. And if we can, we're going to have to give ourselves a good chance. Good answer, Coach. Great answer, Coach. That's a great answer. That's like, we're not going to, uh, you're not going to get me saying anything about Draymond specifically. All three you're of them. You're not, hey, they've got a team. You know what they've done. You got Clay this, Steph this, Draymond does this. Perfect. Because it's it's like. It's, no ammo for you, yeah. old man. You warriors, if you. Oh, we got to get amped up. He for said these this boys. about yeah. Draymond, who has how many rings? And it's like their focus is on the team. And when I say the team, the, the team that they are taking on, because that team is what has won them championships, not just Draymond. One of my predictions that I, I'm going to put forth, I think Fox and Draymond get a little chippy in this series. Really? Doing a little John. I know they're both clutch guys and they're cool, but. Hey, they're on the court. Draymond wants court. to get in his head, huh? Yeah, yep. And I Fox will bark back. God, I just want to see. We're gonna have a Fox Draymond moment in this series, and it's gonna be fun. I we're gonna get jacked. Would do anything to see Keegan Murray just like go off. <laughs> Why do we keep going back to that? Because it no. would just be like he's gotta be himself. I if know. If he did that, we'd be like, is he okay? I would be like, Coach, what take, did you do? Coach, take him out. Take is he okay? Is that Chris? Get him to the locker room. We, doctors need to look at him now. No, I um, know, I know. I, um, I kid. We have some, a couple more cuts. Uh, one from Brown, one from Sabonis. Demonis had some things to say about Golden State. Yeah, of course. You know they're a six seed, but it doesn't matter. You know they've they've been there. They've they proved a lot of doubters wrong many times. You know, so um, we can't go in there thinking we're a three seed and it's going to be easy. 
Is it important to jump on them early and start strong game one? Well, of course, you know, I feel like that's important for anything. You know, you got to come out and um, show that you're here and it's, and it's not going to be easy. We can't give them any confidence. Just like they're probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. Pretty standard answers there. But the, the one takeaway there is like, hey, we understand we're the three seed and they're the six seed. We don't look at them as a six seed. Mm-mm. Mike Brown said as much too, and I thought this was interesting. Mike Brown was saying the pressure is more on them than us. Yes, we are the the, the three seed. Yes, the, uh, excuse me, we're the three seed, and they're the six seed. At the end of the day, uh, they, they probably feel a little bit more pressure than we are, you know, because they are the champions. Everybody expects them to be back in the finals. I mean, that nobody has picked us to, nobody even picked us to finish uh, in a playoff spot, you know, and which is, which is fine. You know, we, we can't uh, change people's minds by telling them, hey, we're better than that. We got to go out and we got to change people's minds by our play and, uh, and, and the results of our play. And so, it, you know, it's the same thing. We're going to go out, we're going to play, we're going to try to play loose and free. And uh, it's fast, loose, and disciplined. It's actually one thing, it's a lot of things that Steve, uh, used to say that I, I say with our group now we're going to try to play that way and, and see what happens and at the end of the day like I said <clears throat> um, you know the experience that they had the championship experience that they have you know, they, they're going to have to deal with different pressures than what we than what we're dealing with because of the expectations yeah and that's the difference right Golden State has dealt with pressure uh-huh. before right yeah they felt pressure they, they they've overcome adversity but their team could be drastically different next year, especially if things don't go the way that they plan, which is to be a championship-level team. The pressure's completely on them. If the Kings lose this series in five games, it's, hey, we got there. We, we're going to learn from this. This is, this is a natural thing that teams have to go through. And what better way to learn than going through the defending champs? And obviously, their expectations of themselves are is much different, right? It's like they yeah, still are like, no, but no, we think we can be champions, but yeah. The, the Kings, they may, they're the number three seed. They yep. were not projected to be any good. I know. The Warriors are not your traditional six seed. The Kings probably not your traditional three seed because of where the West is kind of, how the West is kind of stacked up right now. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but I thought that was a interesting yeah, shift. Of course. Um, oops, interesting shift by Mike Brown to kind of go... Pressure's on them. Well, and but he's and he's it's accurate. He's not wrong, and I just I love when you do hear it out loud. You go, yeah, you got a point there, coach. Yep. Seems like you know what you're doing out there. Yeah, I I, I liked what he had to say. And then uh, one last one from De'Aaron Fox. Uh, he's pretty amped up about the first playoff game at Golden One Center. Oh, I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be jumping. I mean, I think uh, Kings fans have been ready for this and. Um, I think you know, the basketball world's been ready to see Sacramento back in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great day. You know, we want to play as many games at home as we possibly can. So, oh yeah, they do. Hell yeah, and the Kings fans will be ready. God, I hope the Kings fans show up, dude. I they're showing up tonight on a night chat. There's you guys no are game amazing. tonight. You guys are here late on a Wednesday night because you're ramped like us for game one of the NBA playoffs. You're ready for Saturday night for me to plug in that fog machine and blow it right into Morgan's face. And then she passes out and I do night chat solo after a Kings win. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing I did want to mention before we continue on, we got to get some warrior stuff. We have something exciting to announce tonight. Hell yeah, we do. Oh, our longtime buddy over at Seasons Coffee, oh. Greg. Oh, reached out that. to us about something really cool, and it's a special edition light the beam coffee from Seasons Coffee Roasters. But no, we're not just going. Hey, buy some coffee and. It's, we're all trying to make some money off this. Morgan, this actually is a really cool thing that you can help uh, an amazing cause yeah. and buy some local coffee. Yeah, so not only is, like Deuce said, Seasons Coffee amazing, but um, the proceeds go to uh, St. John's Program for Real Change. And St. John's Program for Real Change, I got to work with them personally when I did a lot of work with King's Community. And they um, do have just have an incredible program for homeless women and children. It's not only homeless women and children. It's it's women that are dealing with so many different things, whether it's addiction, um, whatever, whatever challenges that they may face. And what this program does is put them through something so then they can actually have a, a normal, sustainable life, right? It doesn't just like say, hey, let's get you clean and then get you back out there. It's finding ways to help them understand how to socialize, how to get a job, how to um, find different resources and connect. Just an incredible program. So again, St. John's program for real change. The proceeds go there. And just a little love for Greg really Dude. quick because Greg is like, he is the epitome of Sacramento. He and he wrote about us on the back of this coffee bag. And he said through high... High highs and low lows, Sacramento have had the joy of the Do Some podcast day in and day out. This bag of coffee is in honor of their success as well as their loyalty to our city. Um, as per the request of Do Some o, proceeds from the purchase will donated to St. John's Program for Real Change. And Greg says that about us, but truly Greg is the guy that is mostly behind the scenes and what he's done for this city and his love for the kings um, and the people of this city, Greg, yeah. just thank you. Um, and you make just amazing coffee. Amazing coffee. And thank like, you. All, all we're doing is getting the word about this. So Kings fans, are like, oh, this. let's get a limited edition. Awesome. Light the beam coffee from a local coffee maker. Go to seasonscoffeeroasters.com. Click on shop. You'll see it's a limited release too. And obviously raises money for a good cause. And it sounds like because it's selling so fast already since we posted it, he's also going to sell the stickers. So awesome. um, there will be other options as well if you're not a coffee drinker. But it's a great coffee place, so make sure you check it out. Seasonscoffeeroasters.com um, The Warriors had some things to say today, Morgan Reagan. It's interesting when we start talking about this um, before a series. It seems like hey, oh, the vibes are good. Yeah. Mike Brown's got great relationships with the guys there. He spent a lot of time with the Golden State Warriors, right? There's mutual respect all the way around. I wonder how that's going to shift as the series goes. Obviously, there's always going to be respect because these guys have deep bonds. They've won championships together. I'm talking about Mike Brown and, and the Warriors. For but sure. For some of the players, are, is the same tune going to be out there after game three? After game four, maybe after this series ends. But uh, let's hear from some of the parties involved. Who would you like to hear from first, Morgan? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Let's hear Steve Kerr talk about uh, the Sacramento Kings. That you were playing the Kings. Have you had a chance to speak with Mike Brown about what this means to both of you just in how long of the journey that you guys have been on together? Uh, yeah, we texted, um, you know, when the matchups came out. And, um, 
You know, I, I, uh, I, I think every, every, um, everybody on our building just feels um, so happy for Mike and strongly about, um, you know, what he did for us while he was here, how much he contributed to our championships here and our culture. And, um, you know, I learned so much from Mike and, and um, it was just a great, great partnership. And um, so we miss him, but we're, we're thrilled that he's had this amazing season. And um, as I said the other day, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if he didn't win the Coach of the Year award. He, he deserves it. He and his staff have been incredible. So, um, and now here we are going against each other. So it's, uh, you know, you, you express your, your love for each other and then, you know, the gloves come off and you, know, you wait until after the series ends to, to communicate again. So that's, that's how it works. You know, they, they've built a really uh, great offense, great uh, team. The, you know, the way they, they put the puzzle together with, uh, you know, Sabonis at the, the top of the key with, um, you know, all the shooting and the penetration of, of Fox and Herter and um, shooting all over the floor. It's really, really tough to handle. Um, you know, there's a reason they've had such a great year and we're number one in the league in offense and all that. So we know we've got a big challenge ahead. Uh, Steve, you guys are 13th in fast break points. Sacramento's number one in transition defense. How do you see that battle in transition impacting this series? We just have to be uh, sharper with our decision-making uh, against these guys than, uh, than we were in the regular season against everybody. We, we turned it over and took bad shots um, quite often this year in transition, and that's going to be a point of emphasis for us, so just keeping it simple and, and getting good shots because they're going to come right, right back at us. So there's Steve Kerr talking about the Sacramento Kings and Mike Brown. Anything jump out to you with what he had to say? Well, I loved what he had to say about Mike Brown. You know, you, we, we've been talking about the mutual respect being there. And it's like, whenever you hear how happy they are for Mike Brown, you just un, it just gives you more and more of an idea of how what a good person Mike Brown really is. Um, but that being said, I loved hearing a little bit more of the breakdown at the end there because, you know, all these times that we keep talking about how the Kings or the the Warriors have been sloppy with the basketball, turning the ball over. Uh, Kings need to capitalize on that. It's it's going to look better than it has. Doesn't mean that it's going to be perfected, but point of emphasis, a championship team, like there's going to be something turned on. So how can the Kings turn it back off? The question is how fast can they turn it on? Uh, Andrew Wiggins, it sounds like the Warriors are super optimistic that he will be able to have an impact in this series, but it's he's looked good in scrimmages. Yep. Still, you got to see it in game action. All right, let's hear next from Steph Curry. Oh, oh actually, one more thing on Steve Kerr, real what? fast. What do you have to say, Mike Brown? Going back to what you were talking about too. Yeah. It just goes you goes to show you what type of person Mike Brown is too. I, yeah. No, and that's like, what I was saying. I know you. I know you hit on that, but yeah. what I'm saying, I'm emphasizing like. It's not like this guy left and said, like, God, all right, about time he got another job. Or like, yeah. Or it's like, no, like they, they, he mattered to them. Like him leaving was a hit. Like they're happy Impacted for his them. success mm-hmm. for sure. But losing him wasn't just like, hey, a coach left and like, well, hey, good luck on your next journey. It's like, God, that really hurt our staff. He's special. He's special. All right. Here's what Steph Curry had to say about the Sacramento Kings today. Steph, how much do you anticipate pace and transition factoring to the series? 
I mean, a lot. They they like to get up and down. So do we. I'm sure the playoff atmosphere will it'll be pretty chaotic at first, just feeling each other out, and then you know, you'll settle into whatever pace it does, you know, uh, present itself to be. And all, all all it takes for us is just a little bit of focus on again taking care of the basketball and not feeding it into their transition offense because they have a lot of weapons and they play with a lot of speed and obviously D Fox down downhill is a problem so kind of want to give yourself the best chance by you know having good offensive possessions we want to play you know as fast as we normally do but we want to make sure we take care of the ball so that we can you know have our defense set as much as possible and and uh, and do what we do. Steph, how important is it to get game one in a series, especially when you start on the road, to set the tone and let them know you guys are there? It's always helpful, um, especially when you're the lower seed, start on the road to make your presence felt. You know, everybody says that try to steal game one type vibe. Like we, we just want to give ourselves a good uh, opportunity to get off to a good start in that game, you know, first quarter, first 12 minutes is so important to establish yourself. We obviously have to win one up there to win the series. So um, we'd like it to be game one and, you know, you want to just have another level of focus and intention about everything that we're doing on both ends of the floor. You know, to give ourselves a bit the best shot to do that. So we have it. We know it's going to be tough. They're great. They've been a great team all year. They've had a, you know a great season. And, you know, Mike B knows us well. We know him well. So the adjustments and all that stuff will will be interesting throughout the series. But I want to get off to a good start. I think there. Uh, I mean, there should be confidence. Um, and excitement for them because they've doing something that hasn't been done in their franchise in a long time, and you know they've invested a lot into that 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 journey. Um, but we all know playoffs are different, and it's just again you just got to win four games and win them however you can. And you know we're we're excited about the opportunity we have in front of us, and you know got to expect that they're going to come out playing and you know extremely well because. They've shown that they're a good team uh, all season, and you know we, we want to you know be ready for that challenge. Interesting. I mean, I, it's just I think it's weird to me. It's just foreign to hear <laughs> players talk about the Kings like that. It's been a long time since we I heard know. this. Like he's like, no, this team has been really good this year. D Fox downhill. It's like they they respect what they are on the floor and instead of just looking at the narrative of what the Kings have been. I mean, how many times, the only times you were hearing other players around the league talk about this team is you were talking, they were talking about the bright spots or the spurts like, man, they're they're the fastest team in the league. They got a bright future. You know, that was kind of the thing that was being said. And now it's like people individuals teams around the league have had to respect the Kings. Like this is not a fluke what they're doing offensively or just even as a team, what they can do on both ends. He also made a note playoff basketball is different. Yep. You know, um, 
The other thing I, I did not put in that little montage from Steph Curry, he was asked about some of the defenses he's seen over time. And the example they brought up was when Nick Nurse bust, busted out the box and won on Steph. Yeah. That kind of threw them off a bit uh, for a minute in the NBA Finals. And he goes, you know, I'm sure Mike Brown might throw that at me. You know, and he goes, you know, Mike did that with us when we were here. Um, so they, they're expecting, like, Mike Brown to throw some shit at them. And they're just going to be prepared for anything. But it's always hard when you see something maybe that you're not used to seeing, that you haven't seen a lot of, right? Yeah. Like, a boxing one's probably not going to impact Curry like it did in 2019. But if Brown has something up his sleeve that's a little different. What was that defense you mentioned a long time ago that only has four guys on the defensive end and one guy cherry-picking? Uh, the one-two-one? <laughs> Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not ready for a one-two-one. Yeah. One. They don't even know what's going to be thrown but, at them. Anyway, it's just—I just thought it was cool to hear Steph talk about the Kings like that, and it didn't feel like fake or anything. And yeah, I saw some people in the chat. One person said he sounds so locked in. Someone else said he sounds rattled. He's taking forever to answer <laughs> questions. You know, Steph is very methodical with how he answers. You hear the pauses. He's very thoughtful. And I think it's important to be thoughtful this time of year, especially before a series starts. You don't want to give teams anything. You're just like. All right, let me think about this real fast. How do I say this? You know? Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah, sometimes I say stuff way too fast, and I'm like, hmm, maybe if I was more patient with it. But I think it is funny that we do break down every single little thing of how he's saying it and what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, it's... I'm getting more amped up for the series. I, I just, I think that, I think the Warriors know they're going to have to bring it. They know this is going to be tough, Morgan. Uh, let's hear from Kavon Looney, a guy that can be very impactful for this team as a rebounder, a guy who can battle. He is strong. As Morgan says, he's got a little girth to him. He's got a little thickness. He is thick. He's sure. Good length, too. He's one of those key vets for them. So, so important. He's like their Iron Man. Like Harrison Barnes played in all 82 games. Kevon Looney played in all 82 games yeah. this year. Uh, Kevon Looney had some things to say about the Kings and Mike Brown, including some interesting notes on the Fox and Sabonis pairing. You guys have faced a lot of great pick-and-roll teams uh, in the playoffs or, or over the years. Is there something specific, unique, uh, specifically unique about the Sabonis-Fox pick-and-roll? What, like, what's a few things that you think make that a little different? Uh... I would say, you know, both of them being left-handed is a little different, guarding that and uh, me and Sabonis being a, a elite passer like he is, and, you know, that's a little bit different. Usually guys in the uh, elite pick and roll, usually guys are just finishers, and they don't really look to get other guys open, but he's a guy that can, you know, he can score for himself and he can get the rest of his shooters open and he, and he find guys and do the, the DHO and different things like that. So, uh, you know, he's not just a guy that you can just, you know, take one thing away. He, he's good at both, so... Uh, that makes them unique, and you know, Darren Fox has a good size for a point guard, and he's pretty athletic. So, uh, they, and they play with both a lot of speed. So it's a it's gonna be a challenge. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, you know, you know, we gotta figure it out, get a feel for him, and throughout the series. What do you think about the way that he's led the Kings this season? He's had head coach experience, coach of the year, in fact. But right. this is a Kings team that has really shaped itself into something new. Uh, he's been he's done a great job, man. I'm not surprised. Uh, he's been a great coach for us. He's been a you know great guy. Uh, 
for me, I was a young player in the league. I got to learn from him and somebody I can lean on and talk to when uh, I had questions. And uh, he's been doing a great job developing those guys. And, you know, he does a great job of earning, getting guys to you know, buy in and uh, building that trust. And so I, this is what I expected when he went over there. He's a, he's a great coach and uh, he's good at, you know, establishing culture. Kavon, what makes a good transition defense team? And why do you think the Kings have thrived in that area this season? Uh, you know, they play with a lot of pace. And uh, you know, they got a lot of great shooters. They got uh, you know, probably four or five guys who can take the ball and, and push it on the break. It's not just the point guard. I think that's why we used to be good in transition just because uh, oh, we play so fast, Draymond's able to push it, and you know, Sabonis does things like that. So uh, it's tough to stop when you never know knows who's going to bring it up or who's going to attack. And uh, so we got to be on our heels. Uh, been, we played a lot better in, on our defensive end, uh, getting back in transition. That's one of our keys uh, at the end of the season. Kenny been honest about it uh, every game. So. Uh, you know, you got no one to crash, no one to get back. Uh, it's a lot of pressure on the guards to get back and bigs to sprint the floor, but uh, we've been doing a, lot, a good job at that. What about the Kings specifically, though? What makes them a good transition defense team? Defense team? Uh, you know, you got somebody, uh, they got a lot of speed. Uh, they got a great rebounder and, and Sabonis, and uh, you know, they just got great athletes to be able to get back. You know, you know, I know Mike Brown's probably cussing them out if they don't get back on defense. So. <laughs> Uh, that's probably one of their keys as well. So he was big on us. So uh, probably just coaching and, and you know, drilling it, and they got the speed to get back. Insightful stuff from Kavon Looney after yeah. this uh, media session. So, yeah, it, I thought it was cool to kind of get perspectives from both sides today. And, you know, you're hearing the Kings' points of emphasis, playing with physicality, playing with force. They want to be faster than ever. We heard that from Jordy Fernandez, Fernandez in an interview he did. That was Zach Lowe. They want to be faster than they were during the regular season. This Warriors team understands that this is not like any other team that they have faced. And this is just, and when I say that, I'm not saying this is the best team they've ever faced. No. I'm saying from just an offensive standpoint, what they're able to do. In a lot of ways, they mirror each other offensively. They understand it's a Mike Brown coach team. And they understand Mike Brown's ability as a coach. I mean, you just heard Looney right there talking about um what he what he's instilling in them in, in when it comes to getting back on defense and why their transition defense is good. But another thing Looney said that I liked was when he was asked about what makes that pick and roll so dominant or so special. Um and just the two just playing with Fox and Sabonis and just talking about them both being lefties. Something I haven't really heard a lot of, of someone else break down. So hearing that from a big that obviously has to hedge and has to make sure to slow down someone like De'Aaron Fox so his his guy can come through over the screen or wherever, however they feel like they need to go with De'Aaron. Um, yeah, just another interesting thing that we can look at when we do see them yeah. in the pick and roll. And they, and they don't run a lot of it. You know, I, I think you will right. see them run some more, especially, you know, playoff games are different. You maybe go to the bag of stuff that you know can get it done. And, hey, our offense isn't working well. All right, let's do a little pick and roll. We, we've seen a lot more Monk Sabonis pick and rolls oh, than anything. Oh, for sure. But I think he's even talking about, like, when yeah. he's saying a dribble handoff with them, you know, or just talking about them and maybe feeling like there's a threat of a pick and roll when really you're not going to see Sabonis go directly at De'Aaron because De'Aaron doesn't need that. He can just go downhill. We should mention that we're dropping a bonus pod tomorrow, which oh, is yeah. Thursday. Uh, we're catching up with ESPN's Bobby Mark. So Bobby was, I think, one of two ESPN 
NBA experts who predicted the Kings would win this series. Yep. His prediction was Kings in six. I'm very curious to get his insight. Did he, was he like, all right, I, I kind of think Kings, like how passionate is he about the Kings in six and why? So we'll talk to Bobby Marks on tomorrow's podcast. We'll drop that as a little bonus pod. Love he talking is, to him. He uh, is the best. But yeah. yeah, I appreciate you guys being here tonight. Uh, also, shout out to Martin, who is a member again. Ten months for him. Says, I'm hyped for Saturday. It's hard to sleep. Aww. It is weird having this much time off in between games and go, oh, they do play Saturday. Yeah. it's And it's going to be weird throughout, right? Like, just the way this this series is spaced, spaced out, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's um, like you said, it's foreign, but it's exciting. And um, you do need to get more sleep. Why are you saying that? Because you need to be, like, I know you'll be pumped and amped on Saturday, no matter what. But, like, you've said it already. You're like, man, I need to get more sleep. No, I'm I, like, yeah, it's not. It's not Saturday. that, Morgan. It's I, I slept well last night. Okay. But here's the problem. What? It's night chats. I, I am not a late night person. I, as I as I, we are recording a podcast at 11.04 right now, p.m. Pacific time. I'm not a late person. That's it's, fine, but I hear mean. Me? Can I? It's in is season. Is it okay to finish? Sure. Okay. So, Ugh. night chats. During the off season, during the Kings off, it's hard to do. It's hard for me to stay up late. I can do night chats during the Kings season. I'm coming off a game. And it's you're the adrenaline of working yeah. a game. And you're like coming from an arena or coming from the station where you're like, all right, this just happened. Let's go. This, I'm, I'm watching a playing game. It's not as intense. I'm, you know, I'm at one point laughing at the Pelicans for turning it over. And Morgan's like, well, are you really laughing at them? I'm like, yeah, I am laughing at them. Like, so petty. <laughs> so petty yeah. and laughing. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I just want to make sure that you're in a good, you're in the best mental and physical headspace you can be um, for Saturday. I'm in a great headspace. You're making me not in a great headspace by saying that. What the f- what the hell? I don't understand why you're bringing that up right at this moment. At Be, this all time. I was thinking from when we saw it's hard to sleep. Okay. So one, you're already getting sensitive <laughs> off of okay. something that okay. like shouldn't be. So stop it. All I'm saying is like, I know how excited we are, but I also know how much work we're doing in between. I'm just saying, hey, make sure you get some sleep, but I'm being a I good teammate. Am. I'm being a good teammate and you're taking it like like I'm like gonna drug you and kill you or something. I what, didn't like, say that at all. Is anyone else getting the drug and kill vibes? <sighs> something I did want to bring up before we wind down, Morgan Reagan. Sure. We kind of got on this on the pre-show today. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a lot of smack talk going around. You know, the guys oh. over at 95.7 The Game, Bonte Hill, Butcher Boy. I love Bonte. They're going in. They're going in. Poking fun at that, and they're going back and forth with our guys D'Lo and Casey a little bit. I feel like it's getting a little, it's getting hotter as we get closer. It's getting a little more intense, Is it a little for more real. It's getting a little more personal Ew, right now. So I don't like that. I was going to challenge you right now because nope. you, you're terrible at it. Nope. Just try to talk smack about the like. Imagine someone's like, "Hey, Morgan, you have to talk some smack about the Warriors right now. You have to cut a little promo on." The city or the team. Okay, or the you're play. not even wearing gold. You're wearing yellow. You're blue and yellow, and it's ugly. There. I'm to be honest. I love that. 
What? Why? Yeah, because they're like, we're gold-blooded. You're wearing some it's ugly... It's yellow. It's an ugly color. And I'm done talking shit. That That's was a it. hideous color, right? That was it. No, I'm not continuing. Like, <laughs> honestly, that makes me feel kind of sick. Like, someone's going to take that now and go, oh, yeah? What's, what's oh. the purple day? There'll be some Warriors fans digging through the com, like, digging through this podcast, looking for stuff. Larry, she said, what? Dude, the Kings are purple. Purple. Like, here we go. Fort Niners Media, oh, who's no. been in here the whole time. Yeah. And I've been nice, okay? But this is where Deuce gets amped up a little bit. Not mean, though. It's not even funny. Not going to lie. Of course it's not funny because you're the same person that's been in the chat for the last hour and 20 minutes typing warriors, warriors, adding zero to it. You are what is wrong with the bad Warriors fans. I know good Warriors fans. And you know what they'll do? They'll have a conversation. Good Warriors fans, good sports fans, I can be respectful and come in and chat and be like, hey, here's what I think about this. What do you think about this matchup? Having a little back and forth, but you want to come in and be like, it's not even funny. I don't I don't like that. That's okay. Like 49ers, 49ers media. media, I just appreciate you being here. F yourself. <laughs> F yourself. Uh, two different people. Pick a, you're not Golden State either. You're not Golden State. Pick a city. That's okay. Have Golden State. I don't connect with it. I don't want to. No, they don't deserve that. I mean, they who? They don't run the states. Again, who cares? I am honestly just, if the Kings do this. Yeah. If the Kings are the team. That slays the beast. I don't know if you're gonna want to hear me. I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to be here for it. Then kill me with the fog let's machine, just please. Say the promo of a lifetime is coming. So buckle up. And here's what I'm gonna ask 49ers media and Warriors fans out oh. there. I need you before we go to bed and pray to the basketball mm. gods that it doesn't happen okay. and pray really hard because it's going to be relentless from Sacramento. I have, I've been quiet. I've just been watching. I've been listening to the guys, listening to Warriors fans, reading social media, but I don't forget. I'm the sick guy that remembers De'Aaron Fox haters, Felix and Mio from two and a half years ago during night chats that don't show up here anymore. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget April 1st, 2016. We got fired from her. Those days stick with you. I remember moments. Sure. I remember September 29th, 2020 when that, Oh God, that agent told me that my career had plateaued <laughs> and that maybe I should give it a year Piece or two shit. or go in a different direction. I am vindictive. I am the evil, and you better. I can't even say that seriously. All right, I'm done. <laughs> that was a good. That was a decent promo. I mean, you didn't finish it though. I know. I started laughing. I couldn't when I started the evil thing. I'm like, I'm smiling right now. <laughs> it doesn't even work. <laughs> oh my god. No, uh, but in all seriousness, I am so excited for this series. I think these are. One, I've loved watching the Kings this year, their style of play. I respect what the Warriors have done over the years, their style of play. And to see these two teams clash, I think it's great for Northern California. Mm. I hope that this can turn into something. Like, I hope it gets a little chippy. I hope there's a little back and forth on the, mm -hmm. uh, on the floor. Mm -hmm. I want this to be a long series. I hope that we're talking about a game. Well, actually, I don't want to talk about a game seven. 
Why? Because that's scary. I don't Who want cares? I want a game. I want a long game series. Seven. I want a long competitive series. I'm with you. I am freaking with you. Yeah. You good? G says, y'all talk a lot about a squad who's been the laughing stock for the last 17 years. Remember you, your big bro who's owned and will continue to. We run NorCal and the <laughs> King's cute little season will end soon. All right. I, I'm going to leave you this with G or G, whatever your name is. It doesn't matter. Um, I know this is so cute. And, and this is where sometimes I like to educate Warriors fans because a lot of times the basketball mind here, Juice Mason, yeah, me. I know more about your team's history than you do. And I'm I'm sure you go way back, G. I think you probably go back to the days of when you guys landed Andre Iguodala. <laughs> or maybe you became a hardcore fan when they signed the dotted line with Kevin Durant. Listen, bum, there was a day in which your team missed the playoffs 17 of 18 years. 17 of 18 years. There was a day where Kings fans would invade your building. You know, the team used to play in Oakland. I'm not sure you're aware of that. And we used to take over as Chris, Chris Weber would destroy his former team because you couldn't create a culture to foster a positive environment for a future Hall of Famer. You couldn't keep a Hall of Fame coach in Rick Adelman. You guys were a joke of all jokes. You guys were the Kings before the Kings. So just remember that when you run your smack. Remember where you came from because guess what? There's going to be a day where Steph Curry's not there anymore. Where Steve Kerr's not there. Clay, he's not there. And you're going to be wishing upon these days. And you're going to be thinking about this moment right here when Deuce Mason was educating on you on your team's history, educating you that Brian Cardinal used to be hyped up in your town. Bob Sura. These might be not, these are names you probably don't know. So go do me a favor, hop on YouTube, type in some of these names. You might know Baron Davis because we believe, do you know your team's deep? Dark secrets, the mistake after mistake. Do not come here and test Deuce Mason, you son of a bitch. Thank you. And good night. You just got like promo after promo coming out of your ass. What's happening? We you okay? love you guys, but we. Gots to go. Sleep on that, people. Sleep Deuce on that. Mo, Hope you're amped. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.